welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Hello there, this is Brian Collins from Become a Writer Today, and I've spent the past few months reading biographies. Biographies of professionals like Benjamin Franklin and Elon Musk and Virginia Woolf. And I really enjoy reading biographies and also autobiographies because it's great to learn how other creative people and also other famous people from history accomplished what they did and also the struggles that they faced. Because when I read about these struggles, it helps me realize that they too were human, that they too faced challenges. What's more, I find when you read non-fiction books, you can find interesting stories that you can use in your non-fiction articles and in your non-fiction writing. And most recently, I read Benjamin Franklin's autobiography. And in this short podcast episode, I'm going to give you three timeless lessons in productivity that I took from Benjamin Franklin, who must have been one of the earliest self-help authors of all time. So let's get into it. Author, printer, politician, scientist, postmaster, founding father. As one of the leading thinkers and public figures of the 18th century, Benjamin Franklin knew a thing or two about getting things done. Take that, David Allen. And also about playing the whistle. More on that later. He demonstrated a tremendous ability to balance competing projects, interests, and jobs. But how did he accomplish so much during his lifetime? And can you apply these strategies to the way you like to work on your creative projects today? The answer is yes, you can. And here's how you can do it. Firstly, keep to a strict routine. Benjamin Franklin understood the merits of effective calendar management long before the advent of Outlook or Google Calendar. He used a simple notebook, and no, it wasn't a moleskin, to outline what he wanted to accomplish each day in advance. He said every part of business should have its allotted time. And if you're a writer, your writing should have its allotted time too. Franklin invariably rose at 5am to study and to read, and he also asked himself each morning, what good should I do each day? Often taking the time to journal this answer. He spent from 9am to lunchtime working, and then after 12 o'clock he tended to administrative tasks like reading or his accounts and before eating lunch. They would no Twitter back then, but Benjamin Franklin knew what to focus on and when. And at the end of the working day, Franklin tidied up and unwound by listening to music, talking to friends or family. But before going to bed, he also reflected on what he accomplished with an examination. He asked himself, what good have I done today? The next lesson for you is to use the carrot, not the stick. Franklin once advised a Presbyterian minister with a reluctant congregation. The minister was struggling to encourage his congregation to attend their prayers. Perhaps this minister was also responsible for doling out rations of rum to the men under his care. Franklin said to him, It is perhaps below the dignity of your profession to act as a steward of the rum, but if you were to deal it out and only just after prayers, you would have them all about you. So the minister offered rum after prayers and attendance swelled. I guess people really liked their rum back then. Now, you might not be a Presbyterian or if you're like me, care much for rum, but you can tap into this psychological insight. In other words, associate rewards like rum with activities that you're likely to put off. And that could be self-editing or writing that first draft or perhaps phoning somebody you need to interview for your articles. You could, for example, reward yourself with a cup of sweet coffee if you spend an hour doing one of these activities or doing something that you've procrastinated about for a week. 
For example, I once worked under a manager who took her team out to lunch every two or three months after a difficult project as a way of motivating them and as a way of rewarding her team. The next lesson is to don't pay too much for the whistle. When Franklin was seven years old, he walked into a shop with a pocket full of coppers and bought a whistle with a charming sound. At home, young Franklin felt delighted with his purchase and began blowing on his new toy. And his perturbed brothers, sisters and cousins told him he paid four times more than the whistle was worth. And in the end, the overpriced whistle caused Franklin more angst than pleasure. However, the ever astute Franklin turned his childhood lesson into a principle for later life. That is to avoid paying more than things are worth. Later in a letter to a friend, Madame Brillon, he wrote, When I saw one too ambitious of court favour sacrificing his time in attendance on levees, his repose, his liberty, his virtue, and perhaps his friends to attain it, I have said to myself, this man gives too much for the whistle. He added, when I saw another fond of popularity, constantly applying himself in political bustles, neglecting his own affairs and ruining them by that neglect, he pays indeed, said I, too much for the whistle. In short, consider how much something costs in terms of money, time or resources before you commit yourself. After all, that whistle you admire might prove more expensive than you first imagined. If you're interested in learning more about Benjamin Franklin, I'd recommend buying his autobiography, which you can get for free because it's out of copyright. I actually listened to the audio version of it and it was only a couple of hours long, but it was quite an accessible and enjoyable listen. And what struck me was how interested Benjamin Franklin in self-help and personal development long before people like Anthony Robbins or Jim Rome or even Tim Ferriss came along. The other thing that I found fascinating was how he described his typical day. He normally got up around 5am and worked on what he valued most first thing. He spent a lot of time on self-reflection, asking himself questions like, what good should I do this day? And that's particularly useful if journaling is something you're interested in. And that's a topic I've covered in previous podcast episodes. And what I also took away from Franklin's autobiography was that he knew when he had energy levels for particular tasks. In other words, he knew that the morning time was best for difficult tasks, that the afternoon time was better for administrative tasks like it meant attending to his accounts, and that before and after sleep was ideal for self-reflection. And if you type in Benjamin Franklin's daily routine into Google Images, you can see a snapshot or an extract from his biography where he outlines what he wanted to accomplish each day broken down by time. And this is really interesting to see because Franklin was also somebody who wrote a lot too. And I think there are lessons here for writers and creative professionals, which is what inspired me to write an article on this topic and also to record this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.